0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and always so thankful when you join me today. So, thank you again for sending the podcast on to your friends and being a part of our listening community. I always love it when you comment on all the social media, and please check out the social media. We love your support and encouragement. It helps other people really take advantage of what we're offering and really wanting just to be stronger, kinder, gentler people with more solid relationships. And we want to be able to pass that down to our kids. We want to make an impact in the world. And, you know, yesterday I had this thought about Christianity and we have a tendency to talk a lot about it. And I got this idea from God that he's saying to us today, you know, stop talking about it. Be it. Be it first and then see if there's room to talk about it. Jesus was Jesus first. Then he educated. And what I have come to find in my practice is that people remember the experience they have of me far more than the words I've said. And so the better the experience, the better able I am to give education words and direction and even confrontation. If their experience of me is positive, then I can say a lot of negative things. So we want to be a Christian before we talk about it with people. We want them to wonder why we're different. So we want them to have that experience. That's why these shows are so imperative. They help us be different than the world. They help us to be attractors of Jesus. So I say all that in hopes that you also listened last week to... Everything you ever wanted to know about men and what men really wish you knew about them. And then we ended the week with Mark Hancock. He did a great interview about Trail USA, which is replacing Boy Scouts. And what a tragedy we have happening in the Boy Scouts. And what they're really doing in Trail USA is they are really going back to grassroots men. What men are, what boys are, what boys need to be men. And giving them the opportunity to be just with boys, and experience a man's world in such a healthy way, and to test themselves, try themselves, push themselves, and learn how to be relational as well. So I'm glad if you have listened to it. If you haven't, please make sure you check out the website, listen to it, send it on to your friends, let your friends know about uh, Trail USA, especially the ones that have uh, kids that would really benefit from this. So. Let's, let's start our week here with everything you've ever wanted to know about women and what women knew, really wish that you know. And so I started this out really with this, this one question that Peter was presented with from Christ. And Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? Why, why did Jesus ask Peter, do you love me? And he asked him three times. And so this is recorded in John chapter 21, verse 15 through 17. And this occurred when Jesus was having breakfast, breakfast with his disciples. This was soon after his resurrection. And Jesus used the opportunity to encourage and exhort Peter about his upcoming responsibilities and even to prophesy in a manner in which Peter would die. So by asking Peter, do you love me? Jesus was emphasizing the importance of Peter's love and unswerving obedience to his Lord as necessary for his future ministry. And he starts questioning Peter about his love for him. And each time Peter answers in the affirmative, Jesus follows up with a command for Peter to feed his sheep. He's meaning this, that if you truly love his master, you're going to take care of his sheep. And so I, I tell you this, to recognize that as he repeated this question, he truly was, was reminding Peter of his three denials. There's no doubt about those denials and how they felt and how much he f- felt like he failed. And that, that wasn't lost on Peter that Jesus repeated the question to him. It, this is Jewish law. He was letting Peter undo the law that Peter had, had created by saying, I don't know him three times. So it's it's this really important issue here. Why I bring this up? Because what he's doing, he's understanding that, you know, we kind of have a male female side to us. We but not really. We're still men or we're still women. But what he's teaching Peter is dealing with humans and some of the humans are women. And women need reinforcement. Women say, "Do you love me?" Do you love me? Do you like me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm dumb? Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm weird? Do you think people like me? Do you think I'm okay? See, this is part of the human condition, and it's very prevalent in women, not necessarily in men. They think it, but they don't pummel their friends with all those questions. They don't want to act like a neurotic man. But women, we do. So one of the things that women wish that you really knew was how much verbal affirmation they need on a daily basis. Women are highly verbal. And and I say to men, and and my husband has seen it over and over again, that women's need for connection and need to know that they're okay, need to know they're loved, need to know they're wanted, need to know that they're valued is so powerful that you'll see them do this verbally. Men do this physically. Women do this verbally. And so, you you know, I say to men, you know what, just let her talk to her her mom or sister, her girlfriend. You know, they'll talk about the same thing for hours. And it doesn't really matter that they already talked about it yesterday. They like to rehash it. They like to talk about it again. And one of the main reasons is they like the feelings that they get from being affirmed, not feeling crazy, right, being liked being connected, being in, in the group. Because one of the greatest needs that women have is security. And when I feel like all my security, all my relationships are secure, I settle down. I'm a happier woman. If I don't think they're okay, I can't brush them off like men. I can't compartmentalize them like men. So I say to men, When she asks you the same question and you feel like you keep giving her the same answer, just remember Jesus with Peter. Because he knew Peter would never ask for that affirmation. He was a guy. He wasn't going to go to Jesus and say, hey, are we really okay? Are you sure? You know, I woke up today and I remembered what I did yesterday. I denied you three times and I just want to make sure we're okay. Guys don't do that. Women do. And Jesus was patient with Peter, and it helped Peter be the man that he needed to be. It helped him to also be a kinder, gentler version, with more patience and more tolerance for the people that he was going to minister to after Jesus left and transcended to heaven, back to his father. So men, I want you to understand, with women, with girlfriends, sisters, moms, wives, partners, daughters one of the best things you could do for them is say the same thing over and over again because they don't have the ability to hold it like you do we go out into the world and the world steals it from us that's what happens I walk out of the door and I think I look okay and all of a sudden I'm not, you know, people are looking at me weird or a woman gets me a dirty look or maybe I'm not getting any affirmation like, hey, I like your outfit or, wow, your hair looks great today. This is, you know, women, we just naturally do this with one another. And if we withhold it from someone, it's, there's, there's a reason for it. And women know that. There's a code. So I can walk out feeling okay, but the world kind of beats me up. Maybe I saw a bunch of very beautiful women and all of a sudden I thought, man, I, not, I don't measure up. I don't look right. I, I, what, my, my outfit looks stupid. My makeup is overdone or I didn't wear enough makeup or what hairstyle? What am I trying to prove with that? Or These shoes are stupid. And we do this even while we're doing our job. Even while we're talking to someone, we're thinking these things. And they eat at us. So, when she constantly needs your affirmation about her appearance, just know that's a female condition. And it's never going to one day be done and seated and permanent so that you never have to tell her again. She's going to constantly say, Does this look right? I don't know if I like this. Maybe I should change. I look fat. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, she's the most beautiful woman on the world. If I could have sex with her right now, I would. And she hates herself. So instead of getting offended, like remember, we talked about this last week. I told women this is offensive to men when we denigrate our appearance. But if she's doing it, one of the best ways to help her get out of that pit, if she's willing, is to have patience. And to just keep saying, hey... I know it's hard for you to trust me. I know you think I just say this because I'm your husband, but I'm a man like any other man, and you know I don't lie. If I didn't like your outfit, I probably just wouldn't say anything. I'd probably just say, hey, you know, we're late. Let's just go. You look fine, you know, whatever. But I'm telling you, I like it. You look beautiful in it. And that helps them. And then if they won't receive it, you just say, okay, we're done. We're done. You either trust me or you don't, but we need to go. I'm telling you, I like it. And really work on that patience because this is one of the things that is probably the Achilles heel for women is our appearance. And you have to remember this goes all the way back to the fall. Adam was made out of, I mean, Eve was made out of Adam. Adam was made from the dirt. He's a rougher, harsher version of human. The woman is the refined version of humans. And she was the crowning glory. She's the last thing to ever have appeared on the planet. And so it's innate in women. You see little girls, they show off for their daddies all the time. They dress up, they like to do it. And this is just part of the hardwiring. So recognize that loving women well is not getting angry with the fact that inside of them, Instead of having a container for all these wonderful words you give them, they kind of have a cylinder. So it goes in and it eventually falls out. And it goes in and it falls out. And so you need to keep pouring in. So whenever you're going to go out, make sure that you prepare yourself. i got to have patience. I'm preparing. Here's all the things I'm going to say. I'm going to let her do this for a couple of minutes, maybe five minutes. And I'm not going to get mad at her. And I'm not going to take it personally. And that helps tremendously with women. So I love that idea about Jesus being so affirming of Peter and giving Peter the direction to be affirming and patient with others. So I like this this idea of really understanding women and what they really want you to know. And, and here's a, this is about seven, eight things. And, and I like to research this stuff like I told you last week. And, and this is really from a group of people. The, it's kind of a conglomeration. There's not one particularly uh, salient, you know, um, author. But this is also, this was from a, a woman named Deborah Folletta. She's one of the contributing art, um, authors to this article. And, and so one of the things that she came up with is, is that she really talks about, even from childhood to contemporary literature psychological textbooks people have been talking about the differences between men and women we're obsessed with identifying those things that make us uniquely men or women and and I'm not talking about gender identification i'm talking about just the hardwiring and i've used this example several times i have a a stylist my hair stylist is a homosexual man and he has a partner, and he's very happy with that. And um, I, he knows me. He knows I'm an ordained minister. I'm a Christian. He knows where I stand. But he loves to talk to me about gender differences because he has no desire to be a woman. He's a man, but he, he's with a man, and so he likes understanding men. So recognize that this is the, looking at the unique differences between men and women and honoring them the way that God would ask us to do this, the way that was, is working in our best interest. And so there's lots of stereotypes that some of them don't apply at all. And, and there are many men and women, and my husband's included, that that don't fall always into the typical categories that are generally assigned to, to men and women. God made us very unique and in our uniqueness, we won't always fit the mold exactly, so please bear with me and take the things that work and the stuff that doesn't work, don't worry about it. We're talking about unique people with an, an actual base though, that there's a, that there's a rod that, that goes through your body, that goes through the mind, that, that our DNA at the chromosomal level is male or female. And so there are some unique differences about those two genders, And not everything applies. I I am, in many ways, I may look very feminine, but intellectually, I'm not. I am very much a thinker. I am very pragmatic. I'm very rational. I'm very um, confrontational in many ways. And so I I enjoy working with men. They're, They're simpler in that manner. They're not, I wouldn't say like simpletons, but they're far less complicated than women. So we don't all fit into those, those gender um, boxes that we create. However, they're a great place to come from. So we need to have a start, we need to have a, a, a base, a platform, so it serves as a platform to come from. So in general, this is some of the observations that this particular author has made as well as myself and I add some to it and some of it I, I'm not using, but what men really need to know about women, what we really want you to know is and this goes back to the verse that we read about peter and jesus we don't necessarily want you to fix it we just want you to listen we want you to care and i say to men frequently listen the majority of women the women that you're with probably can figure this stuff out it's not about figuring it out it's about the emotional angst we have over it it's the frustration that we have the hurt that we have we can't believe that it happened we don't know how it's going to turn out we don't know if it's going to be fixed we feel misunderstood misperceived all those things that are make relationships not work bring a breach to the relationship so what jesus was doing with peter was he was removing the breach and he's saying to to, to peter do you love me peter said yes i do lord you know i do peter do you love me yes lord i do I do love you. Jesus again says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, I love you. And he says, great, then go feed my sheep. So you want to think about when a woman comes to you as a man and she says, do you love me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do you think this is going to be okay? Are we going to make it? Are we going to get the house? Are we going to, are our kids going to be okay? Whatever that is, no matter how many times she has to talk about it, you're going to give her the answer. And you're going to be solid and a rock. And if you don't know, the nice thing about you as men is you'll say, I don't know. But I know we'll figure it out. And I'm here for you. And don't get frustrated with them. Don't get disgusted with them. Don't think they're being silly and stupid. Really just say, hey, listen, I'm going to keep telling you the same thing because I believe it to be true. And then it's her decision. Is she going to take it and then move forward? Peter took it and he moved forward with the directive that Jesus gave him. Jesus said, great, go feed my sheep. And so for women, I say to them many times, three times, talk about it three times and put a limit on yourself. Really try to to limit it, unless you're with one of your girlfriends and you can talk about it as long as you both want to talk about it. So we really want to know that women need to feel validated, supported, heard. This is what's one of the most important things for women is for you to understand that what's so obvious to you is either not obvious to her or doesn't matter that much. It's all about how she's experiencing it. It's the experience. It's her feeling. It's her fears. It's her insecurities about, is this going to work out? Is everybody going to be okay? What if I say this, am I going to hurt their feelings? Maybe I'm supposed to hurt their feelings, but I'm uncomfortable doing it. I'm worried. I'm anxious. And this is one of the things for women, especially comfort. It goes a long way, as well as with men. It's just that we are comforted differently. Men are more comforted with proximity, they just want you to be in the presence with them, they want you to sit next to them. They, sex, very much a comfort for men. I tell men, I, I tell women every day the most comforting thing to a man is a woman's body. Who, they're not going to hug a stuffed animal. And so this is important for us to recognize that with women, reassurance, patience, connection calms them down every time. One of the reasons that men, uh, women are more prone to have sex with men when they don't want to or don't feel like they're supposed to is because they want connection. They want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They want to feel pretty. They want to think they're special. They want to feel valued. And so this is very important that you recognize this idea for validation and this interaction that Jesus and Peter have. And we see God throughout the Bible having interactions like this where he's going back and forth and back and forth with humans, but especially relationally with women. So secondly, we want, you know, we appreciate little things. This is is women appreciate little things. And so, believe it or not, it's, it's really not about impressing us all the time. You don't have to go big all the time. It's the little things. It's, it's little th- um, ideas of kindness and thoughtfulness. You washed my car for me. You made my day easier. You made a call for me that felt intimidating to me, right? You confronted someone for me. And, and I'm not saying that we want women to be codependent, but it's really nice when you have someone that says, hey, I'm not that, I'm not that intimidated by it. I'll do it for you. It's these types of things. It's the little things. It's cleaning up after yourself. It's making the bathroom clean, right? It's taking the garbage out, not letting it sit there for days. That means a lot to women. It's, it's making the house work. Women love a house that works because their house is a reflection of who they are. So I'm constantly saying to men, if you make them work around a whole bunch of stuff, it's hard for them. If their house doesn't look good, even at least from the outside, it's hard for them. It's part of their identity. So little things. You know, leaving a flower at the door, right? If that, and some women, that doesn't work. It might be something as, as simple as, hey, I did the dishes for you. Or, I bought you this. I bought you this card. It might be just giving her a hug. Maybe she just needs to be held. These are some of these things you want to really think about. What really does women, do women want you to know about them? And so we're going to end today on, on, this, on this third one. We're going to come back tomorrow really talking more deeply about this. Don't, make, don't, don't mistake our tears for weakness. Don't think that we just are, we're crying because we can't handle something. And don't mistake our tears for the fact that you hurt us. It might just be that we're really touched. It might be that it's so moving, the moment's so moving. Or you were so nice, or you did such an amazing thing for for my kids, for our kids. You were so nice to the pet, right? These types of things that we were moved. So our tears can mean a lot of different things. We can cry because we're mad. We might start crying because we're mad. We're crying because we're scared. We're crying because we're hurt. We're crying because we're touched. We're crying because we're so happy. So recognize that you don't want to be intimidated about a woman's tears. You want to get used to them. You want to be a good man, and I know you do. So join me tomorrow. We're going to talk more about what women really wish you need, all that you need to know about women to be successful, to be really good men. God bless you for listening to this show. And I I really am praying for all of you, for your relationships, whether they're ending, whether they're beginning. That God really has good plans for you. Have a blessed day. Make sure you check out the website, send the podcast to your friends. Talk to you soon.
0: To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online. CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.